Welcome to the Jane Wareham Podcast. I'm your host, Jane, a certified life coach and mindset expert with over 10 years experience in the well-being space. If you spent years creating what looks to be a pretty sweet life for yourself, but still feel unfulfilled, don't worry. I felt this way too. I'm here to help you understand the power of your mind and show you how you can use it to unlock the happy and fulfilling life that you want and deserve. Don't delay your happiness any longer. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. We are back with another amazing episode of the Jane Warren podcast. And I am joined by a wonderful guest today, Polly, who I met through the Women Thrive Summit, which is a summit that both of us, I'm so grateful to be selected and to be joined by you, Polly. And today we are going to be talking about something I haven't really spoken a lot about yet on my podcast. And it is about getting out of the hustle mindset, the hustle mindset in life, in business, how you can start to listen to your intuition and allow that to guide you. Polly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jane, for having me. And I'm so excited to talk about this topic. I'm so excited that you're here. And I would love for you, before we dive in, why don't you give a little intro about yourself? Share with everyone, how did you get into being this business architect? How did you fall into this? And why are you so passionate about helping your clients with getting out of this hustle mindset? Wow, we could be here for a while because it's a really, <laughs> can talk a lot about why I love what I do. But there are a few facts about me that created what I am now and I think like created my priorities. And the one thing is that I have fought um, anxieties for my entire life. I think only in the last five to 10 years, I'm quite all right. It's just something that I'm afraid of, right? But before it was like a daily struggle. And this really changes you entirely. And it changes how, um, how, for example, I look at my life. And from the minute I started living, like in a way that I started to enjoy my life, there was a moment where I felt that I need to enjoy it, really, really enjoy it, because it's so precious to me. Things that for, I think for normal people are really normal and ordinary, like going for a walk, going to school, I don't know, going shopping with a friend. This was all helped me, even if I really wanted it. So this is why when I became pregnant and when I already knew I was going to be a mom, I knew that I wanted to build a life around my child, around my family, so I can really enjoy the moments with her. And still, I needed to create a business so it could fit my struggles. I couldn't be closed up. It would just kill me. <laughs> I think uh, so this was the start and then I I built around five businesses in the in a decade in this dec dec decade but it was a lot of struggle a lot of hustle it was a classic business design you need to struggle you will have no money and in a few years you will have them then you can relax then you can enjoy your life and I always felt like it's not okay. I can't do it like that. 
but I never saw a way out. So burnout helped me really a lot. <laughs> it stopped me and it showed me, okay, there's just no other way than doing it in another way. And I was trying and I, since then, I started combining energy work and strategy and marketing. And I found out that in the best way I can, I will design my business in a way that it will support me, it will support my family, and I will enjoy it. Or otherwise, I don't need a business. So from the moment I'm really strict and open with my business in the way that I really create from my from the bottom of my heart, that's the moment that I started to create all of this. That's absolutely amazing. That is such like so many great little tidbits there. And, you know, I know for a fact that some people listening right now are definitely going to resonate with some of that, the daily stresses, like you dealt with a lot of anxiety. I know from reading up on some of you having some panic attacks, and there could be people listening right now that are feeling those stresses. And you nailed it. It hits home for me when I think about I'm only in the first three years of my business. And I can certainly tell you up until about a year and a half, maybe a year ago, really, I was in that hustle and grind mindset. I thought the more I worked, the better I would do, the better my business would be. But in reality, I just was exhausted, felt stressed and, and anxious. So what would you say for anyone listening? And this applies not only if you're a business owner, but truly in life, we've got this thought where we need to be busy. We need to have this hustle. So what what's your percept, perception on that, Poli, on that hustle? And I know it really, you made some big transitions for yourself, but how did that really change for you? I will try to find some snippets of it, okay? So, um for me, it comes with the ease in business. We all know it's not easy to have a business, right? It's not about that. But on the other hand, like you said, if we hustle, if we give all the time we have to our business, our business will always need our time. It will never change. If we don't stop and don't, and don't set the boundaries, we always talk about boundaries between us and the clients, boundaries between us and our children and our husbands, partners, lovers, whatever. But do we ever talk about boundaries between us and our business? And for me, what helped was a paradox that my children helped me. So many of us, when we have children, we always say, oh, I can't work because my children, they are sick, they need me, I need to be with them. But if we switch it, and as one of my clients said, if we take them as our business partners too, we can see that they are teaching us something. So I'm really glad when my children want me to play with them. I just say yes. So I relax with them. And then when they don't need me, I relax with my business. So there's no such thing as a hustle. When we set the boundaries, when we say, okay, I can work only eight hours per week. Somebody would say it's not possible. Yeah, it is. If I don't have more, it just has to be possible because I need to feed my family. And then there would be more time. For now, now I work three days per week and I don't intend to work more, like ever. <laughs> and and I think from my side, this is what helped me. Just 
look at my life, they say, okay, what's my priority? How many days do I want to give to my business? And what would feel too much? What would put me in that anxiety mode? And in the long term, it's not viable. If we start from the beginning or from the middle, from whatever place you are, if we start saying, okay, these days are working days or these times are working times and the other ones are for me or for my family or for my friends, then we can start designing it and make the business work in that amount of time, not the other way around. Does it make sense? Yes, for sure. And I resonate very strongly with that as well, because yeah, you can have your business run your life or you can run your business and choose, right? What would you say? Because I feel like some of these ways of thinking might be new to some listeners and they might be hearing you and say, oh, it doesn't that sound nice, Polly, three days a week. Oh, how lovely for you to be able to do that when I've got you know, I'm maybe even regardless of what their situation is, they could be a single parent, not a single parent. They could feel that they, you know, they know the bottom line they have to bring home. And, you know, in their eyes, anyone listening, you may only see it a certain way. So how do you help? I'm sure when your clients come to you, they might think that too. They're coming to you because they want ease. They want flow. They want to feel less stressed. So how do you start to guide them when you don't really see another way? Because trust me, I hear it from friends, from family that just have a different mindset than I do. And I know, as my coach used to say, the more I rest, the more I make. Because when if I work and I'm feeling burnt out or if I work and I'm stressed out, it's just not it's not good work. I'm not bringing my best. I'm not bringing my best energy. I'm not putting out really what I want to get back. Right. So how do you help guide someone? I'm sure some people are listening right now and are like, man, I would love to have three day weeks. You know, this sounds lovely, but I just don't see it. So how do you what are some kind of initial things that you help your clients with around that? Uh, Okay, so um, firstly said, um, when I had even less time, I was the breadwinner of our family. So really everything is possible. Even if I was afraid, even if I couldn't go out of my home, I always find found a way to make money. And this is the first thing I say to my clients too, because they are afraid. And I let them remind their power. Because when I ask my client, did you, okay, you, you struggle to make money, but did it ever happen to you that you didn't bring any money home? They They just stay quiet and just do with their head like, no, you're right, Polly. I always make it happen. Even if it's the last day of the month, somehow, somehow it always happens. Of course, I do the work, but it happens. So we bring back the power and then we go towards our heart. This is what I love. It's what Greg Braden teaches. It's mind and heart coherence. And I I tried many techniques to get back get us back to our bodies and intuition. And this is, I think, one of the most powerful and the easiest one. I even teach my husband to do it already. <laughs> and it takes us no more than 10 seconds after we are already, after we know this technique. In the first days or weeks, it may take us a few minutes, 
but it only brings us to our heart so we can hear our intuition more. We can just ask every day, what is my task for today? And when I do this with groups of clients, for example, now I had a group of 300 women doing it in the same space, in the same time, all together, so much magic happens. And why we do it? We, we often don't know the power of intuition. And I just like the easiest way to think about it is that our mind can guide us only towards something that she already knows, she already experienced, something known. But our intuition guides us further. It knows things. It's from our higher self, universe, God, whatever you call it. But it knows where it's, it's guiding us. And that's why we should listen to our intuition. And then, then we use our mind for strategy. But at first, our heart tells us. Often, for me, it says, do nothing. Go and lie down or go for a walk. Your clients will come. <laughs> Other days, it will tell me, go and make a life or shoot a podcast. Or sometimes it's go write a book. So we will be talking about that later. Uh, but then I can work with my mind, with what I know, with my knowledge, and design and tweak all the things that I got from my intuition. And that's what I do with my clients. So it's really easy, right? But when we repeat it, it becomes really powerful. Okay, so really focusing on what is a priority and allowing your, you know, your mind to wander a little bit and to, and to trust. I think there's a lot of disconnect for many people between the mind and intuition and feeling, right? Because they're, they don't, they haven't drawn the connection towards both, like between both of them. And I'm personally someone that's very guided by my intuition. I trust her so much when I get the feeling of it, when I'm making choices, you know, if I'm fearful of something or if my gut is telling me something about a relationship with someone or whatever, she's never wrong. She never doesn't guide me in the right direction. I really like how you made that example when working with your clients around, have you ever not? When you're when we have stress or anxiety over money, have you ever not been able to bring in what you needed? And this is something I personally had to work on with, you know, the ebbs and flows of business. And I had a lot of fears and doubts around that. And I really struggled with that because I was letting my mind wander and work against me until someone said, well, have you ever not like you do? Have you ever not met your obligations? Have you ever not made a bill, paid your rent? I've never not. I've always, you know, so th these are very, very, very powerful exercises. So I think a lot of times you started to touch on strategy. I think a lot of times we get caught up in the how, how am I going to do something? How is that going to happen? But I know, I know the house out of my business. I know that, you know, in true and trusting your intuition and allowing it to guide you, you need to kind of release a little bit, you know what I mean? Ease off. So how do you, how, here I am with a how, but when you're guiding your clients to shift away from, again, here's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get the all everyone listening to think, 
There is a life outside of hustle and grind. There is one. And you might be asking, how? So what do you do when your clients are coming to you and saying, okay, Polly, how? How am I going to do this? Um, you said it well. We need to let go of control. And um, that's the first thing. So I, I tell them what I know, what I experienced, because in these last, what is it, four or five years, myself, I did around 20 or 30 launches. With my clients, I did hundreds of launches. I built several businesses for myself with my clients. And what I've seen like on a daily basis for years is that there can be one strategy for two women, exact one. One will earn nothing and the other one will earn, I don't know, six, seven figures. Why? What's damn difference? Energy work. That's what I found out. That's what I see. The one, if she didn't earn any money, there could be several reasons. We never know. Or there was some experience that she needed or there was something that is maybe meant for her to build. And this is not that. Or she listened to somebody and she didn't do something that she craved for and felt like, I want to do this, but she told me to do that. So I'm doing it because she didn't trust her intuition. So when I tell them a few examples of that, they realize that really... They don't need to let go of control. They just don't have it. <laughs> we can set an intention, but and that's amazing. And I always do that. But when we set an intention, we should also know that it doesn't mean that we will get that, like 100% that. For example, me, I never get the 100%. I always get the 1,000%, but of the things I never knew I could even have, or I didn't even know they existed. So that's the amazing thing about it. And um, we said, and we mentioned it, that it's not about only business. It's about family and partnership and everything. And I feel that we listen to our intuition. We know it very well, but not in business. We are afraid to listen it in, to, in the business because we say, but it's it's strategy. It's not intuition. I can trust my intuition when it comes to the first date with a man or when it comes to, I don't know, what to eat. <laughs> I don't know. I listen to it all the time, right? So I don't know the difference. But always, or I don't know, many of my clients found out, find out that they really know their intuition. They listen to it all day long. But when it comes to business, they ignore it. And so this is me. So let me know if you want to know more or what. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I love the I love that you brought up around the small things that we do when we do actually trust our intuition and we fall, we don't even think about it. Like, like perfect example of what am I going to have for lunch? You know, I'm sitting here, I'm actually working in my kitchen. And so, you know, I'm like sitting here, oh, I'm going to have some lunch or, you know, you're going to have a snack or you want to go to a restaurant or you want to do something with your friends. And it's like, we're just guided to make a choice and we, tr and we trust that and follow that. And I think it's possible that when it comes to our business, it's like very personal, 
in our own life, it's very personal. And maybe it's the fears that kind of kick in that, that stop us from doing that. So how would you say anyone listening now, I mean, you touched so much on the importance of intuition. We know we need to kind of release some of that control to allow for things to happen. And I think what's important too is allow, like you said, you can have a goal. I love that you said you don't get it a hundred percent. You get it a thousand percent. I'm like, amen. I'm like, there we go. I love that. That's amazing. Cause it's true. Cause really, I mean, a goal is to grow. So really we create a goal and we grow as we try to work towards it. But the more we can at least use it as that beacon of light and be open to anything happening, like allow it to just come. That took me a long time, uh, like, you know, not a long time, but working with coaches, working on my mindset for, you know, a year so that I can really start to believe that, okay, I know what I want and I, it, and it could come from anywhere and I'm here for it. So Someone listening right now, okay, so they're learning how they can connect with their intuition. How can they, like right now or tomorrow even, start to really embody a life of ease, release the hustle, and start following their intuition? If you're going to give them some tips or strategies, like how can they do that like right now? It's a great question. Okay, so the first thing, Okay, we are talking about intuition, but I want you to be smart about it. Be smart about the strategy. So we know we need to have some strategy in our business. And many women just, or they are scared to plan, or they plan and don't do it. Or they plan and then start to hustle. Okay, so, but we get, we have another way. We can choose the ease. We can choose the joy. And just for the sake of it, just to tell us ourselves, okay, I'm building my business. Why? I'm building my business to feel free, to have an amazing life. Okay, so if I want that, maybe it would be nice to just do it my way because I have nothing to lose. I will lose if I won't try it. Then, yeah then I will lose because I will never have what I want. I will always like try to figure out a way, but I will never let myself. So what do we have to lose? Just try it. Just try it. And the part of being smart about it, that's the little things in the strategy. We know, I don't know, some example. Um, The ease comes with the little things in the strategy. So if I know I'm great, at lives, then I will do live launches. How can I make them more easeful? I will launch Facebook ads. So I don't have to, three weeks before the event, always post something. I just won't. That's what I do. I just set up my ads because I'm a former ads manager. So I do it by myself. I enjoy that. I just click on my ads, just do whatever I want to. I prepare something for my launch. But I'm fresh and ready to enjoy the women in my container and then sell them something and then open another container. But that's my way. I always find little things that will make it easier. Another one, uh, I hate it. The thing that, because I work with my husband, we are all day long together. But when I'm with my clients, when I'm mentoring them, 
he's with the, his clients, we never have time to cook. And we always order in. And two years ago, I said, okay, enough. We both hated it. We don't know what uh, what ordering again, what to choose. So let's try and have a cook. Just she will cook for us for these two years. We have an amazing cook. And it helps me so much just to wake up, be with my children in the weekend or during the week, work, go down in my kitchen, see what she prepared for us and eat it. And then go to work again. So these are the smart things. Don't lose time or energy or joy on the things that maybe can be done differently. It doesn't mean right away everything, but really be smart about it. What will give me more time and more money? The little things. Oh, that's so wonderful. You made me think about something that my coach would always say, like, what would be easy? And it was almost like, you know, the easy buttons we have here in Canada and some ads on some staples ads, but it's true. It's like, what would feel easy? And this is, I love those two examples. And that's so amazing that you hired a cook, you know, that's, and it works for you. And this is for anyone listening. Yeah. Maybe you think, oh, that, that would be really nice, you know? And I mean, we often think things are out of our, out of our reach and they really aren't like even some people had given examples. And when I was in my coaching community and they were like, you know, they wanted a, they want a personal shopping experience. You can go to Nordstrom and get a personal shopper at no cost. You don't even need to buy anything. Like you could just go and have the experience. Right. And so I think we really need to take a look at our lives and think, yeah, what would be easy? Where do I feel like I'm really hustling, struggling, stressing, feeling overwhelmed? And why do I feel that way? Like kind of getting a little curious on why you're feeling that way. And then as well, Think how can you make it easy? There are things I know that I would procrastinate in my business because I didn't think I was good at them. And I made it so much harder than it needed to be. And then I found a way to make it more exciting, right? Whether that's, you know, reaching out to new people tends to be something that a lot of business owners, if you're, you know, you didn't want to be in quote unquote sales, but you're doing everything for your business. So then But I found a way and I realized once I started to get going at how fun it was and I took the stress away completely. And sometimes it requires.